What's up, world? And welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff podcast, where hip-hop heads discuss hip-hop topics. On today's episode, we'll be discussing culture vultures. What are they and who are they? We'll also be doing an in-depth discussion in our overrated, underrated segment of the group Black Star, as well as Lauren Hill and the recent allegations against her by Robert Glasper. We'll also be discussing the classic film, The Last Dragon, and what we appreciated from it. And we'll also be doing another one of our This or That album face-offs, where we'll weigh in on which album we felt was better, Camp Lowe's, Uptown Saturday Night, versus Outkast, AT Aliens album. So sit back and enjoy the show. Yo, yo. Uh, what's happening? What's going on, my brother? Chilling, chilling, chilling. <laughs> you got a party going on, man. <laughs> nah, man, I'm just banging a little E-40, you know. Oh, okay. I was inspired today. <laughs> yeah, man, that verse was fire, man. <laughs> hey, man. He, he ain't the most lyrical dude in the world, man, but his delivery is on point, man. Exactly. He, he has got his own lane. Like, I have learned to appreciate E-40 as a as a rapper. You know, he, he when his when his voice comes on, man, you know it's him. Like, like. Right. And that's the mark, one of the marks of a good MC. Like, like you, you don't mistake him with anybody else. No one else sounds like that. <laughs> right, right. And then occasionally he got bars. Yeah, like yeah, not sure. not that often, but sometimes he hit you with a slick line or two. Absolutely, man, absolutely. So we we we, we gonna give the crew a, a couple more minutes. Um, uh, man, I, I got so much to talk about today, man. I feel like I could just go at it, which is you. <laughs> like, like, I mean, we could we could do that. We could do that. Like, like, well, actually, while we got a couple of minutes, because it's it's it it a couple things <laughs> from last week. <laughs> So I didn't, um, I misunderstood what was happening, and I think that I, uh, I didn't really chime in on the, the, the album debate because oh. I thought that we weren't really gonna talk about it. So yeah, I, I nobody, do want to put my two cents in. Yeah, nobody really like David shot me a text with his, with his uh, opinion on it. Like, with, and he basically was like, "Yeah, I, he's taking the master ace all day." Um, but you yeah. didn't get a chance to really discuss it in depth. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, we really have to do in depth like that. Uh, I just wanted to put out there that it was it was a difficult decision, but I actually went with the Prince Paul. Really, really, I did. I did. Just on the strength of it was a, um, I mean, from front to back, it was it was a, a a story, you know, a through line all the way through with all the skits and all of that. Um, I think the guest artists as a whole were better, and the story itself had. Yeah, they, it did. It did. They both had a conclusion. They both had a conclusion. What's going on, Dave? What up? What up? What's good, man? Uh, Jamil was just telling me why he preferred the uh, the Prince Paul album over Master Ace's Disposable Arts. My bad. My bad. I uh, 
got a call coming in from from the queen. Oh, you gotta go. No, no, no. We here. Oh, okay. We here. It just uh, it. Oh, I I, honestly, I hadn't. I hadn't listened. To, uh, uh, long story short, though, I like like I said, I think the the features were better. Like overall, um, Master Ace is a way better rapper than Breezy Bruin, but the um, I felt like Master Ace's story wasn't as compelling. And it kind of dropped off at, after a certain point. Like, after Alphabet Soup, he had a bunch of dope songs, but it didn't really fit the story at all. It was just, like, tracks on the album. So, for me, just for what it was supposed to be, as far as a complete story, I felt like Prince of, Prince of One Things was a, was more solid in that way. Okay, I, I can respect that. I can respect that. Like, both with both, uh, just banging, definitely, like, just definitely original albums, man. But. Absolutely. I, I felt like the Master Ace just got to the point quicker. You know what I mean? Like, um, and the production on—I mean, the, what can't the production on both of those albums was bananas. Man, absolutely. Like, I have to be in a mood to listen to the Prince Paul, whereas like the Master Ace, I could just throw on whenever, you know, wherever. But that's um, real. But 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 diving right into to, to the to the uh, episode for today, man. Um, Oh, first thing I wanted to do, man, I wanted to send a shout out. One of, hello, Am I yeah, oh, that's, it's cool. I wanted to send a shout out to one of our listeners and supporters, man, Rashad Sadiq uh, from Rashad Radio from the uh, the Greater DC area. He he sent me a little message on the app. Um, he wanted to just chime in on a discussion last week. He was saying hip hop is definitely not dead, while subgenres are needed. But he was just saying um, that because hip hop is worldwide now. You know, it's just right, right. And it's alive and well. And even though a lot of mainstream entities have kind of infected it and, and changed it here and there, um, you know, it's very much still alive. Um, so, man, shout out to uh, Rashad Sadiq, man, from D.C. Uh, I believe he has a podcast of his own on Anchor called Rashad Radio. Um, but he's a fellow helper. Okay. So, man, appreciate the love and support, bro. No doubt. Shout out to Rashad. Definitely. Definitely. Um so moving right along, man. Like, like one of the one of the the topics I wanted to tackle today was this this whole issue of culture vultures. Um, you know, who are they? What are they? Uh, how would y'all define culture? A culture vulture? Somebody that is being about the culture, like not not really uh, not really having a love for it, but recognizing the ability to monetize off of it, and they do, um, it, and it can come in different forms because. Sometimes culture vultures will pop in for a moment, get their bread and skate. Sometimes they stick around for a while, you know, always capitalizing off of the culture, but never really giving anything to it. Right, right. <clears throat> that's pretty much your definition too, Dave. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that was a really good uh, definition. Dave, I think it's not money. <laughs> like when you when you say, uh, like the vulture aspect of it, that's that's what I seem to think of it when you when you mention like, just putting the two words together, like actually somebody feeding from the culture and just not taking or not giving anything to it. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, was, that was a real good. Explanation. Yeah. Yeah. And it could, it could, it could, it has nothing to me. It has nothing to do with race. Um, you know, like a person, a person could be right. of any race, but if they are from the, they could still be from the culture and be a contributor to the culture. Um, you know, the, 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 the term culture vulture just kind of, surfaced like the past i would say the past 10 12 years 
But before we just used to call them biters, you know, people who just right. take the, right. take a bite and leave the rest. They bite what they want to bite out of, and then like just leave the rest for whatever. Um, now, now, would you all consider? Would you all consider someone like DJ Vlad a culture vulture? That's a difficult one. I haven't done the homework on DJ Vlad to know what his credentials are, but on the surface, I might say that. Yeah. Because it feels to me like he's, again, capitalizing on something that he may not really be that invested in. But I could be wrong. Like I said, you know, maybe he got some pedigree that I'm not familiar with, but it, it feels that way to me. Okay. Okay. What about you, Dave? I disagree, man. Like, like, um, I know you say it's not about race, but like the the a lot of the scent kind of were all white, which made me think because uh, I think you said uh, Iggy Azalea, Eminem. You mentioned uh, what's his name, Lloyd. Lo- Oh, liar, Con- liar, Con- yeah, yeah, something like that. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, dude is. Uh, and he kind of look up some of the people he was talking about. Like, I mean, obviously, I knew Eminem, Iggy Azalea. Um, dude is a is a record exec. So I mean, I, I couldn't. I have a hard time calling a record executive Travolta because I mean, essentially, that's his job. You know what I mean? So like. Yeah. To, to kind of call him a culture, I like. I guess you could put that any record executive, if that's the case. Yeah, well, um, well, this is this is where you get like the race and culture thing into it, like thrown into it. A lot of people say you'll never see a black record executive getting rich off rock artists or country music artists, but in the hip hop world, like like it's not uncommon for some. <laughs> you know, 56-year-old white guy to be making tons of money off black artists, where it's, it's, it's never the other way around. Um, so th- that, that's where it kind of gets tricky. You know what I mean? People like DJ Vlad, like, from my understanding, he did used to do mixtapes at one point. Um, you know, I, I, I think, like, by the, by the definition of the term, he would fall into that definition of a culture vulture, but I, I think he is a he is a culture vulture with a conscience. Yeah. <laughs> but he's a DJ. So like black people don't have a monopoly on hip hop, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't Yes we do. <laughs> do we though? <laughs> well well I'm not gonna say we have a monopoly on it, but it, it let's let's be real, it is a black art form. Like I mean, yeah, yeah. Like but what I, is I think it, that's though? Like we, we right, we do it, we do it better. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can, you like, can go cr- back to even the, the example of rock music that we were talking about. Like if you really want to go go to that, it's that too is black culture. Really a lot of just what we call pop culture or American culture that we export and a lot of that is black culture. True. But 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 even still, like if the man likes hip hop, you know what I mean, like who are we to say, Oh you you you, you a mixtape, you know what I mean? If if, if artists want to give him their songs or whatever as a platform for them to try and come up, even if he profiting, you know what I mean? It kind of is what it is. Like, you kind of know what you're getting involved when you're doing a mixtape or you well, the DJ for promotion and that kind of stuff. So I don't... Well, if you're doing that, then that, now you're making a contribution to the culture. Like, like if you're putting in work and doing mixtapes and stuff like that, um, 
you know, now now you're you're making a contribution to the culture. Right. So, so I think I think you would you know at that point not not qualify as a culture vulture. Um, well, let me ask you this: Do you all agree that there are, in my opinion, there are culture vultures that are making music? like with this newer generation that people will call rappers or MCs that know nothing about the culture, but they're still making money off of it. Like I read an article of, uh, I don't know if y'all heard of this dude, YBN, uh, what's his name? YBN Almighty J. He was in an interview with somebody and they asked him about the Wu-Tang Clan. Like he's like a 20 year old rapper. And he was like, man, no disrespect, but I have no idea who that is. And it's like, but you're in rap, you're making money off rap music, you don't know who the Wu-Tang Clan is. The culture vulture. Like, uh, Takashi 69 do this interview, and he's... And he, I oh, mean, I guess because he, was, he prefaced it with no disrespect. He's saying, he's, he's <laughs> talking there's about... something to that. Yeah, he's like, I don't, he's like, I don't care about this rap stuff. Like, I don't, he's like, I, he don't put nothing into it. He was like, he know he don't lyrics like J. Cole and stuff like that, but he was like, he don't put nothing into his lyrics. He don't work on his craft. That's a culture vulture to me. You know what I mean? This dude just out here. Like, listen to listen to the first three bars of that Fifi track with Nicki Minaj. It's high, like, it could have been written by my three-year-old, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, but in my opinion, that's that's a culture vulture. Like, when you're not, you're not working on your craft as a lyricist or even as a performer or nothing, like, you kind of just feeding off white kids who like black kids getting crunk or, 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 or you know, jumping around. Like when you that's that's your only market. Like you're not a you're not a rapper. You're not, but you 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 just feeding off of it. To me, that's a, like you're not doing anything. You're not adding nothing. You're not building nothing to the to the hip hop community. You just kind of just leeching from from morons. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, absolutely, man. I, I think that term would apply to them. You know, um, you know. I I think yeah. People kind of need to broaden their definition of that term. Uh, Jamil, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Um, people need to broaden their definition of that term and, you know, kind of realize, yeah, it, it really doesn't have anything with, with race or anything like that. Um, you know, because you, you could take somebody like Eminem, who, like, clearly, like, worships at the altar of the black MCs, and, like, I would never consider him a culture vulture just because of what he's contributed to the to the music, like, you hear him talk about what influenced him. Like it's clear that this dude is like embedded in the culture and always has been. Um, right. I don't know if y'all ever heard that. That um, it's a clip on YouTube where he was doing a radio interview. This is like circa two thousand five, two thousand six. Like he was well established, and Redman called in, and like he was just like falling over himself, like because Redman called in and like was just like just giving him all the praise in the world because he felt Redman is a you know, is a top five MC, you know, right. and it was just refreshing to see that, man, like, like, this dude respects other real artists, you know, and they respect him, I think that's a huge difference between, like, an Eminem and an Iggy Azalea, you know what I mean, so, right. but what's going on, Dave, I mean, what's going on, Greg? What's happening, what's happening, what's happening? Not much, man, not much, you, you came in on the tail end of our, uh, our, our culture vulture conversation, um, just touching on Leor, people like Leor Cohen and DJ Vlad, and you know these black MCs that kind of qualify as culture vultures, you know. But um, but yeah, yeah, I, I think we, we we covered that pretty well. But uh, you, you called in Greg just in time, man, for our uh, overrated underrated uh, segment. But we're gonna go a little more in depth, man. 
um, this time around. Um, uh, now, last last week, you brought you brought up the group Black Star, uh, Greg, and you posed the question. You posed the question uh, whether they were overrated or underrated. So I, I give I'll give you the floor, man. What, what, where do you weigh in on it? On on if the if the Black Star album is overrated or underrated? Okay, you talking about the Black Star album or them as a group? Uh, no, no, no. Well, I mean, it could go either way. Um, I mean, if you feel like, I mean, because what they've only made one album, right? Correct, correct. So, I mean, if if <laughs> if you think the album is is underrated, then you think the group is underrated, or vice versa. Uh, personally, I think the as much as I love the album, I think I think they they are a bit overrated. Um, a lot of people regard them highly uh, in in hip hop based off of one album, which it's not it's not the amount of uh, it's not the amount of albums that they made. That's the issue. Is I think it's more so what what they've done with their times. It's, it's you know even though they're they're individual artists, most definitely live is. It ultimately, uh, it it just doesn't it doesn't add up to a classic group, classic album maybe, classic group, not really to me personally. But you know, it's just a person. They opinion. got they got so much work outside of just that album, though. I yes. think that's where a lot of the the regard comes from because they link up pretty much every time one of them drop a project. For the most part, they're they're collabing or they you know do do stuff on other people's albums together. So I think as a collective that you gotta you gotta take that into consideration too i do i do but when you when you consider black star the the group them together i think i think they're a bit overrated individually as artists i think they're absolutely i think they're rated right right where they should be i think most deaf is is one of the top i think he's one of the top talents in the game period and talib is a wordsmith um, but together as Black Star, I mean, I just don't. I, I ain't feeling it. I, I get what you're saying because I, 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 I was, I don't I was agree. waiting kind of that. Uh, <laughs> I see where you're coming from. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree. From, but I don't agree. Yeah, I don't agree either. But I what were you saying? No, I was just saying I get the logic because I was I was waiting to tear into uh tear into that that uh, argument. But I I, I kind of <laughs> see what he's about. Basically, just the the lack of catalog. Like you couldn't put Black Star up against uh, something like Outkast, uh, you know, like another group that put out multiple albums. Yes, that's, that's actually built the resume together. You can't right. you can't say that about them. I mean, like got, I've, I've, I've wanted Black Star too. Yeah. Now, full disclosure, I might be the wrong guy to have this conversation with, like, because I'm a little biased. Um, like, like I did a top 100 hip-hop albums of all time list not too long ago on uh, uh, RachelMusic.com, and I actually had the Black Star as the number one album, the Black Star album. Whoa! <laughs> number one? Yikes. Number one. Number one. Now, now the, the, reason, the reason I put it at number one was, one, just, just because of what, it, what that album delivered on in spades as far as lyricism like how how tightly knit it was and how they just got to the point and gave you what you came for right off the bat like you, you know like and i i can't think of any i have no real criticisms of the album yeah it's the right length the right amount of tracks um the beats don't overshadow the mcs like i have zero 
criticisms of that album. So maybe I might be the wrong guy to have that conversation with. Whether no, I think you're the right guy. No, you're the right guy. You're giving, you're, giving, you're giving one album by one group credit over uh, another group that has done, like like Dave said, multiple albums. They've, they've, they've killed the game on multiple albums. I'm just, I'm and just, you're giving this group the best album of, let group me, album of all time? Let me explain. I was rating them as bodies of work. I wasn't taking in the, I wasn't factoring in the actual, How and, uh-huh. the actual group and, and, and their impact or influence in the game. I was just rating them by this particular body of work. I enjoyed the most because of these reasons. My number two album was Midnight Marauders by Tribe, and my number three album was Outcast Equimini. So it, it, it wasn't like I was trying to crap on any other groups. It's just when I, when I think of that album, I truly have, there's nothing bad I could say about it. You know, whereas with, you know, even, even yeah, with Midnight Marauders, I could say, uh, I could have done without, uh, you know, what was the song I wasn't feeling on there, uh, The Chase. <laughs> You know, still I mean? now you're isolating the group. Like he's talking about, if if I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it seems like it's referencing blacks as the group, not specifically yes. the, the album itself. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, just like the, said, just the, the, the group, the, not the album. The album is dope. Like, like you said, it's the album is basically airtight. So, but separating that from Black Star as a group, like their body of work from that album is non-existent like i don't i can't call a couple features on on you know each other as you know like a group like it, to me that don't that don't seem right yeah it's not up to snuff basically they did a collab album and called themselves black star while doing it <laughs> i mean no disrespect man because i love most and i love talib i love what they did together but it's just it, it, it's not enough man the people want more like you, you got more from most. I mean, you got more. They're supposedly dropping the album this year than, than the both of them. Allegedly, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. That's been going on years. Allegedly. Well, I'm a little. I'm 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 kind of on board with it now, thinking that it might actually happen, just because of some of the people who are are involved, and I know they've been doing some touring. So I think there's a little more steam behind it now than it had been. Well, I thought the issue was more so Yasin Bay. Uh, <laughs> right. Talib. I think Talib was ready. Yeah. Uh, Yasin was having a, an identity crisis. And, Amen. Uh, he's stupid. He ain't got nowhere to go. Hey, man, that's his, that's his Moorish name, man. You got to respect it. <laughs> man, you better, you better rock that slave name again and start getting some of the, getting these hits made. <laughs> How you gonna give up one of the best uh, names in hip hop history to go to Yasin Bay? Right, it's just, it's, it boggles my mind. Unless it was like on some legal stuff, you know, where he didn't own it outright, <laughs> like Prince. <laughs> right, right. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Hey man, I, I'm digging a new name, man. I, I think, I think, I think that's that's all part of his identity, man. Like, I, it's it's. I don't get into all that, man. You, he want to call himself Yasin Bay. He can call himself Yasin Bay. I, <laughs> hey, man, his mama called him Dante. I'm calling him Dante. <laughs> <laughs> Born is most death. It dies yeah. most death. Wait, so Ian, you feeling that uh, a tribe called Red? Then no, I'm not feeling that. <laughs> <laughs> That was, that was some wackness right there. 
man. But y- y'all, y'all brought up the the one album argument. So that that kind of feeds into the next person I was going to bring up and underrated or overrated. Tread lightly, my brother. Your girl Lauren Hill, Jamil. She got a lot of explaining to do, man. Um, I don't know if y'all have seen the Rosbert or heard heard the uh, Robert Glasper interview. Terrific! It's a terrific interview. Um, huh. it, I haven't heard it. He exposed Lauren Hill for for a few things. Uh, uh, one just just being terrible to her her, her uh, backup bands. Um, her her arrogant attitude, like you know. Yeah, she wouldn't pay the. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh-uh. I got a lot. I, I got some feelings about how Lauren Hill has treated her bandmates. So, so I, 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 I'll give y'all the floor, but to, but to wrap it up in a nutshell, like you know, firing people, changing up the arrangements last minute, cutting their pay, um, uh, what else? Uh, making them like address her by the name Mrs. He- Miss Hill, not being instructed to not look <laughs> her in the eyes. Just being overall, what? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, being right. overall arrogant. Dude was like, and Robert Glasper is a is a bona fide certified, you know, jazz musician and an artist that I got a, a huge amount of respect for. He's he's a legit. Absolutely. You know, this ain't this ain't Safari kicking dirt on Nicki Minaj. Just this guy is a legit guy. <laughs> how do we actually? How do we actually know that though? Like Robert Glasper is a dope musician, but we don't know him as a person. I mean, apparently we didn't know Lauren Hill as a person. I mean, facts, <laughs> facts. Well, hey, I'm, well, I'm not gonna lie. That uh, Lauren Hill view was pretty rough, and I can't defend it. If those things are accurate, <laughs> she got some plenty to do for sure. But here, here's here's my this is and this is why I, I give it I give a lot of credibility to it, and it actually some explains some things on my end. The, you, she dropped Miss Education. Oh, that's the other thing. He said she stole a lot of music from his friends, who are also jazz artists, to compose Miss Education and Lauryn Hill. But it's been twenty years since that album has dropped, and you're telling me that since then you haven't been able to release anything that that can possibly come close to measuring up to anything on that album. Like, how could it? Oh, I'm sorry. Go that's the sign. That's the sign of a. That's the. Not, that might be the sign of a biter or a music thief. Because here's the thing. Even even like the most creative people who don't want to be bothered with the industry. You take a Sade, for instance. She'll go away for ten years and then come back. Like you know, drop 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 an album and it's banging, and then she'll disappear for another ten years. Like like Lauren Hill ain't done that. You know she. she she did her album, made her Grammys, and I get it. She ain't hurting for the money and all of that, but like, like you haven't done anything. Like, like you, you haven't. Like, creative people love to keep creating, like in one way or the other. And for her to come out with such with such a bang, and then for it to just be almost like just basically radio silence afterwards, to me, that's the sign of somebody who might have not been the originator of that, you know, that classic material in the first place. Not saying Lauren Hill is an untalented individual. I'm not saying that at all. But I think her talent is a little overstated and overrated. But I, I get a floor to y'all. <laughs> You're just going to drop that deuce right there? Right. And run. <laughs> uh, I, guess, I guess I'll jump in. Uh, I cannot. <laughs> I can't. I can't look at Lauren Hill's body of work and crucify her for the miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Miseducation of Lauryn Hill is one of the greatest albums in history. 
um, it's going to be difficult to make another album to match that. Even it's going to be difficult to make songs to match that. Right. And it, and especially when her focus, she she talks about it in the album. People wanted her to basically abort her baby so that her music career could continue. And she decided, and, and she was so taken aback by that that she just left the game altogether. Um, I think I I don't I don't believe I don't I don't I can't say that she's uh, overrated. And I, I definitely, I definitely can't say she's underrated based off of what she's given us. I mean, the live album, okay, but ultimately, man, I think she's rated right where she should be. Just somebody who made a, a classic album, and at the end of the day, she didn't want to pay the band uh, <laughs> fairly for for the work that they did. Right, right. I mean. She, she ain't the first one, but people put her like people rate her as like the top female MC of all time, and it's like you can make I, an argument for that though, just bar for bar. Yeah, I, I, yes, she, I, I was about to do that. <laughs> she doesn't have the, she don't have the volume of work of say like a light or or even a Queen Latifah or something like that. But bar for bar, yeah. she can go toe to toe even, even vocally, man. She can go toe to toe with whoever, and and I think that's. That's that's where her that's where the Lauren Hill like aura is. You know what I mean? Like that the miseducation of Lauren Hill was so good of an album. You can't you can't dismiss it. Like even if she haven't put out nothing for twenty years, that she's I look at her like the same way we're gonna look at Derrick Rose in, in, in fifteen or twenty years. Like man, like what if, man? Like when he was so good. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what, what I, it was. What I, you know? what I do want to address real quick, Ian, is as far as the idea that because she um, had that one album and hadn't created anything else, I could almost ride with you with that theory if that was the first thing that she came out with. But Lauren was giving us fire before Miseducation came. Okay, okay, okay. I have a, I have a, a counter for that though. Okay, people bring up the Fuji's era. Okay, like people forget like. Like Wyclef was writing a lot of those arrangements, like those those musical arrangements where she was actually like like singing and crooning. Now, like I know she like her pen game was sharp. She was delivering all her her bars and writing them all. But like she 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 for for the Miseducation album, she was writing. She was able to kind of ride on top of outstanding production. Sure. Fuji, she was able to ride on top of like outstanding chemistry with Wyclef and Proz. Yeah, but when you say ride, it wasn't like she was like on Michelle's case, it wasn't like uh somebody else was driving a bus and she was riding along. Like yeah, Lauren Hill. Apparently other apparently other that were driving the bus and she was and she took credit for their work, apparently. But the beats didn't carry the message. I think they all got credited on the album, though. Like I don't know what the what the lawsuit was about, but they all got their credits. So I don't really know what the whole thing was about. I I checked the producer credits, and they them tracks say produced by Lauren Hill. Right. That's fine. Okay. I'm not going. I'm not going to argue that. I don't know if that's accurate. Yeah, I do remember that. That was that was a major issue. She took credit and didn't get a band any credit. Okay. You have to I, that just means she's a scummy person. I mean, that's, she seems to be all in all a terrible person <laughs> in general. <laughs> right? Yeah, she seems like an awful. That, but person. the music is fire, and is. Yeah, I mean, she's a terrible person. Her breath stinks. 
<laughs> the clothes are ready, but I love the album. So what can you do? I mean, and we're forgetting the Marley influence too, man. The Marleys are like the male version of Erica Badu. Like they just <laughs> oh, oh man, <laughs> they be messing these women up, terrorizing, terrorizing. Yeah, man. <laughs> They they lay that pipe, man. Next thing you know, she rocking cowrie shell breastplates and <laughs> yeah, she ain't been right. She ain't been right since. <laughs> music, everything went off the real. I just don't. I can't. I can't deny her talent just based off of just I you know scummy business dealings. Right, right. It, even even if somebody, I mean, we there's there's plenty of people throughout history who have albums written for them. That could never be on the level of Lauren Hill, and Lauren Hill seamlessly, like unlike some, I, I I just give a recent example, like a Nicki Minaj, which she just it, she bothers me when she goes between rapping and singing. I can't yeah, I can't stand it. Lauren Hill could go seamlessly between rapping and singing. Dude, she could have did that album without any features. She had D'Angelo, but. Th- it was so good. Like, how could I don't care who was writing it or who was, who was doing it. Right. She year. brought it. What a year. Dude, that, that mess won five Grammys first runaround. Like, this this is a debut album. Five Grammys, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying it didn't deserve those Grammys. Um, I'm not saying that at all. But I do think, in hindsight, her stature as an... And, I like, like the facts that came out about the album doesn't change how I enjoy the album. But I, I do think that her stature in the game as a female MC is is overstated in large part due to that album when you have female rappers who have delivered more than one quality album. Uh, one of which you, you, you kind of propped up, Greg, Missy Elliott. Like, I, 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 was, oh, yeah. I was doing some research and it's like, Missy Elliott ha- has never released a bad album. No, like, no. Some They've all gone double platinum. Right, some have been stronger than others, but she's never just released anything that was just straight trash. Right. Yeah. And she's been doing it for a while. Uh, another one. Uh, uh, she still ain't better than Lauren Hill, though, with the pen game. I'm sorry. And I'm a Missy fan. She's not. She's not. Missy got no bars. It's, we're not, that, that's not. We're not. Missy ain't picking pick bars. But Missy, Missy's, I'm not saying Lauren, Lauren is A1 and Missy's is A2. But Missy ain't far behind Lauren. Nah. Like as far as going between singing and rapping and actually having substance on her tracks and No doubt. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but Lauren Hill, she I mean, come on, man. That's next level. Missy's Missy's niche is in the Yeah, she's in, the, in an elite class as far as female MCs are concerned. But but why but why though? Because she she references like Hebrew Israelite stuff in her bars, like like what is I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just think people. Well, Lauren Hill to me is more style over substance. It more, I should say this: if she's more style than substance, and a lot of people just kind of buy into her image and just kind of bow down to her because you know she 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 kind of she's iconoclastic and stands out from the rest of the pack a little bit. Uh, as long as she so don't who are better female MCs than she is, and I'm not even saying that they don't exist. I'm just curious who you would. Who you would say are better? Just strictly paying game. Um, I would put I would put Rhapsody. I would put MC Light up there with her. Sure. No, I'm saying better. Not even who's on the level. Who's better than her? Um, I'd have to think about that. To be quite honest, 
that should be your answer right there, though. That's all we're saying is that she's 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 up there with the elite level. That's all I'm saying about it. And if you have to think about it, that kind of speaks to it. Okay. She may not be the best MC of all time, but she very well could have made the best album of all time by by a female rap artist. As of right now, it still is. Perhaps. Dude, and the thing about it, you can go back and listen to it now. You can listen to it from track one all the way to the end and don't hit skip. Dude. And and it was a... Minus the skits. I mean, it was a theme album that all blended seamlessly, man. Like, the the album was put together so well. As long as she... (laughs) She don't come back in a wizard's jersey like that album gonna keep propped up, man. <laughs> it could never live up to the hype. Dude, no, nothing it, she does. Whatever she does, master, yeah. never. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Point. Point taken, man. Point taken. <laughs> what else she got? I, I, I still think she's over. She's overrated. What you know? But. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 move on, man. So I'm gonna hit a few. I'm gonna hit a few quick ones in the overrated, underrated. Uh, man, Scotch, overrated or underrated? Underrated. Yeah, Scotch is underrated. Um, I don't even understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bike riding, underrated or overrated? It's overrated. Overrated. It's my, it's vegan. My God, that's overrated. <laughs> Veganism on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Who you trying to impress? <laughs> we got cars. Oh man, okay. Uh I got another one. Janelle Monet. Overrated or underrated? Wow. Underrated. Wow. Underrated. Wow. Underrated. Janelle Monet is is another one of those talents who can do multiple things. Agreed. She's underrated, man. She's she uh-huh. may be she may be like the new Lauren. In that way, yeah, and I'm still gonna say she's overrated just because she has now become this larger than life figure that has gone beyond what I think she. I'm not gonna say what she originally set out to do because maybe this is what she wanted to do, but she's this huge, like iconic figure, especially in like the the gay community now, where she's just this goddess that can do no wrong. Which I think that has made her overrated. Hold on, I timed out for a second. Who who are you talking about? Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet. Musically, musically, I would say she's definitely underrated. But if you take into account everything else, that's where I would say she becomes overrated. Okay, I think think her acting is overrated. No, no, no. I'm just talking about the idea of her as this spokesperson and this like just larger than life figure. It, I, I I got a little bit. I got a little bit sick of her, to be honest with you. When she what? No, 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 no. Really? Because of when she when she came out and was like, "Yo, I'm whatever she said she was." I don't think she said she was a lesbian. She's, she's, she's bi. She's like she robo. She claimed to be bisexual, pansexual. Pansexual. That's what it was. She said she was pansexual. Oh, pansexual. Doesn't get aroused by anybody. No, 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 no. She, no, no, she, she loves aroused everything. <laughs> she she hitting everything. <laughs> <laughs> I thought pansexual was like you don't get aroused by like it's not a no, 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 that's you, asexual. No, you're right, you're right. You get aroused by either one. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. That's a eunuch, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> There's a body of water right here. Um <laughs> Yeah, when she when that happened, that's when I kinda got a little bit sick of her because 
that's all people were talking about is her as this this champion of you know human rights that's, and that's not her fault. She was doing yeah. some of it too though. Like, but that's where I mean by she's being. She was running around yelling because she she remember she she kept her relationship with Tessa Thompson pretty much like under wraps. Like nobody. Wait a minute, with Tessa Thompson. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, man. No, like nobody knew and nobody was talking about it. Well, it had come up a couple times. They decided to put out pictures. No, it had come up. It had come up, but but there was there was no pictures to substantiate it until. She released some, you know what I'm saying? Some right. pictures of like you would see them at events, and then you would be like, "Okay, who's taking this picture of her?" And it'd be, you know what I'm saying? Like then people started to kind of piece it together, and that's when she finally came out and said, "Yeah." But for the longest time, she was like, "You know, my sexual orientation and, and what I like—that's that's up to me. That's none of anybody's business." I respect her even more now because <laughs> she got good taste, <laughs> man. <laughs> Yeah, man. She 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 pulled she pulled uh, alternative world wifey right there, man. Like, I mean, I was a little bit broken hearted when I found out Tessa was playing for the other team. Yeah. I can't lie. Yeah, that uh, yeah. It was... But Janelle Monae is playing for keeps, as we can see. <laughs> like... Right, right. Hey, if you gonna do it, <laughs> I was just about to say that. <laughs> you... <laughs> you might as well get the baddest out there. If you gotta go, right? Go, go with the- <laughs> 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 Oh man! All right, we we go ahead a, a couple of more, man. Uh, underrated or overrated, man? Cherries. <laughs> overrated. Overrated. I don't know All if they the overrated or, or not, but they gross. So. <laughs> whoa! Whoa! whoa. Cherries are the most delicious fruit ever. Cherries is a waste of fruit, man. The seed is bigger than the actual fruit. <laughs> cherries is a proper Destrange commercial, man. Nobody actually eats cherries. Y'all bucking. Uh, you gotta have that fake syrup in it. That's the one I eat. The little thick syrup. Uh, you talking about the grenadine cherries? Yeah, yeah you put on ice cream? Yeah, I, I smashed them boys. On oh, ice cream? <laughs> yeah. We're adults. <laughs> Grenadine going, Grenadine going left. <laughs> you don't eat ice cream. I can something get ice cream, nigga. No. Diversify your, diversify your ice cream, nigga. I eat, I eat ice cream, absolutely. But the only time I've ever heard Grenadine come up is at a bar, maybe. He said we're adults here, like. <laughs> What a mic drop. He didn't add nothing to it. We're adults. <laughs> My bad. That did come off a little disrespectful. I apologize. Yeah, it was a little strong, man. <laughs> even those, man. Cherries in the ice cream, man. That's on point, man. I can't even front. Cherries. Come on, man. Next. All right. Next one, man. Amara La Negra. Underrated. Oh. Very underrated. In what sense? In what sense, Jim? Nobody knows who she is, and she... She, she, when you see the when you see the picture, you know who she is. Facts. Oh, I'm sorry, the video. Facts. You know exactly who she is. Facts. Who's this now? Who, what, what am I missing? <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that, that, just, <laughs> that just substantiated it. <laughs> okay. Amara okay. Negra. No. You, ever, you ever heard of a day? Oh, did it? What video she played on? Man, she did a uh, she did a thing on, on for BET with a uh, safari. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. She must be underrated then. If I had that, 
Man, ask Siri about me. Hang on. Find out. Google it real quick. I'll send you the information. (laughs) All right. Yo, what up, fellas? What's happening? What's good, man? What up? What up? Just coming from the meet, you know what I mean? Rodney still got his tie on, I bet, man. Oh, you know it. <laughs> the tie on and, and the shoes with the tassels. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I ain't got those though. <laughs> Boy, if anybody wearing shoes with tassels post ninety eight. <laughs> <laughs> he said post ninety eight. Post ninety three, shoot. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I got them DSW specials though, real talk. <laughs> Wait, hey, hey Rodney, Rodney, you got the gel, you got the gel insole. <laughs> I ain't got no insoles, actually. I, hey, these these got the little cushions, the little Timberland, the Timberland boot cushions at the bottom, so they really not dress shoes. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I, hey, I'm all about comfort these days, brothers. That's, that's so. what it's about, man. The older you get, man. Man, what these what these Nikes are good, but what these Rockports cost? Like, <laughs> 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 oh, y'all niggas is old. <laughs> What's up with them therapeutics? <laughs> oh man, so so um, this is around the time I'm, I'm gonna wrap this. I'm gonna make this real quick, man. But we we introduced a new segment called True Hip Hop Stories, man. Uh, Jamil told a real good one last week about uh, his his uh, run in with Malik Youssef and the griminess that this dude was on, like, behind closed doors, man. I, I thought that was a pretty interesting story, man. Um, so this week, man, I, I was actually going to gonna share a story of mine, man. It, it, it involves um, uh, myself, Linnell, Questlove, and an alley with a dead end. That's weird. Hey, can I ask you a quick question? Sure. You can edit this out later. Did you already have the little B discussion? Nah, no, 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 no. You know what? I want to get to that though. When if we got time for on this. All right, all right. You go ahead. I'm gonna get. A, I'm gonna get a drink of water. You go ahead and tell this story. <laughs> I need to have that little big conversation. Okay, okay. Hey, Jerome, are you there? Yeah, I'm listening. Okay, because you was you was around for this. Um, I was there too, actually. Rodney, yeah. You I came you? later though. I actually came later. Okay, okay. <laughs> So I was, we were going to, I was hooking up with you guys to go to a show at the Congress Theater on the north side. And if the, the show was banging. It was The Roots, Talib Kweli, Lupe Fiasco, Hieroglyph- Hieroglyphics, and um, man, who was he? Far, far Side. Oh, Far Side. Yep, Far Side was there. Wow. So, so man. Great concert. Show, man. And we got to meet a lot of the artists, man. So that was, that was cool, too, man. But anyway, um, the Congress Theater it's a it's a it's a big building on a little block. So the way the way it's set up, like if the line once the line gets starts forming, it kind of snakes around the building, and it depending on where you're standing in line, you can see like a straight shot view into the alley behind the. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can see like a straight shot view into the alley behind the theater. So I guess. The way it was set up, the artists who were performing, they were pulling into the alley to enter the theater from the rear. So we're standing around line talking, and me and Linnell were talking, and Linnell points at a, a guy, and of course, it's it's a tall dude with a fro, and he's like, yo, ain't that Questlove? So I'm like, man, sure is. So Linnell was like, man, you want to you wanna run up to him and say what's up? 
Questlove from the roof. So I was like, sure. So we start, we start like briskly walking toward him in the alley. And we yelled out to him, yo, Quest, what's up? And, <laughs> and he turned and looked at us. And he, it's me and Linnell coming at him. And, you know, we, me and Linnell, we're both short guys. But, you know, we're, we're, we're grinning at him. You know, we're friendly faces. Dude, and a look, a look of sheer terror came over his face, dude, when he saw us walking, walking toward him. And he, he's like, he's like, like, he was talking to somebody, but whoever he was talking to dissolved into the thin air. And he, he jumps into this Volkswagen Jetta that I guess he rode there in. And but by this point, we're like jogging up to him. Like, just to kind of, like, say what's up to him. We get up to the car. He jumps in the car. We get up to the car as he's locking all the doors in the car. And we look, we look in the window, and we're just like, we got our arms out. We're like, yo, Quest, what's up? And he's got it. Like, he still just has this look of sheer terror on his face. And, and like, he, like, gives us this look, like, with his hands up, like, yeah, yeah, I, I got no money on me or whatever. And, like, I don't know if he thought we were trying to rob him or something. But like it was, just, it was just disappointing to see like one of your artists. Just, I mean, you know, you, you been a little you bit definitely unfair. Definitely want an autograph. <laughs> I mean, you y'all say y'all roll up on him on the alley. It was like, hey, yo, Quest, what's up? Somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been shook too. Dude, if he have cleaned his glasses and really looked too. at Ian, he knew there was no danger. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Dude, and then, now, on, on top of this, on top of this, right. how in the world, wait a minute, how in the world did didn't Quest Love not mistaken Linnell for Elzai? Like, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Good point. That's good point. That's what he was like, "Oh, what's up? It's Elzai. Oh, well, I'm not." <laughs> He's like, "You kind of dark to be Elzai." Well, I am related. I'm his cousin. <laughs> <laughs> It was just disappointing to see one of your, one of the people you're a fan of, just like just yeah. go out like a punk like that, man. And I, I never thought Quest Love was the hardest dude in the world, but I wouldn't have expected that from him. You know, now now, now if that happened with Ghostface Killer, yeah, yeah, I would be devastated. Right. Like, not so much Quest Love. It was just like it was just funny to see, like like he really <laughs> thought he was like in that. But like we met other artists that night, like like in his group, like Black Dog Hub. Um, the the keyboard player Kamal, they were all cool, but like, yeah, man, Quest didn't want no parts of Chicago. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't. Black Thought, I remember Black Thought being cool. <laughs> he signed. Uh, he gave me one of his drumsticks. He signed it for me. I remember that. I remember that. But that was in the theater. That was in the. Theater. That was in the theater. Yeah, I got a one. I got one too. I had a signed drumstick too. That's dope. Yeah, one for each one of you niggas. Get out of here. Right. <laughs> Go get some of this soul veggie, <laughs> <laughs> um, man. But that's 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 a, that's a future topic I do want to visit with you guys, man. What rappers have y'all met <clears throat> that y'all had a really good experience with? They were mad cool, and what rappers have you met that were just like mad arrogant? You know what? Actually, Chance the rapper is real cool, bro. I met him twice, bro. Oh, really? Yeah, man, he's real cool, real down to earth and everything, man. I met him at a short chicken before, and a gig I did, man. He, he's cool. He's talking to everybody, taking pictures and everything else. Probably one of the 
one of the coolest celebrities I've ever met. That's so, right. Cool, cool. Okay, then, man. We about, we 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 running out of we quickly running out of time, man. So we we gonna dive right into our our this or that segment. Um. So uh, this week for this or that, our album face off, man. We had Camp Low Uptown Saturday Night going up against Outkast AT Aliens album. You can get with this, or you can get with that. You can get with this, or you can get with that. You can get with this, or you can get with that. I think you get with this, because this is where it's at. So we'll start off with, uh, let's start off with you, Rodney. Which one, which album do prefer in this face off? Oh, easily AT Aliens, even though. What? Uh, you hurt, yeah, yeah, you hurt my heart, though, with this one, because I love, I absolutely love Camp Lowe's uh, Uptown album. The only problem that and you guys are going to disagree with me on, 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 on Camp Lowe, on my opinion on that album, I felt like even though the, the record is amazing, the album is amazing, I have my, I have my favorites, but I felt like it got repetitive after a while. If you listen, if you really listen to Kent Uptown Saturday Night all the way through, it does get a little repetitive. No way. Of, as far as the lyrics, it, that's how I felt. They, you know, how, how, how do you know? Because how do you even understand what these dudes is talking about? <laughs> they slang is so crazy. Like I don't know. Their what slang they is saying. crazy. I, I understand that, but but the the thing is. I, you know, I gotta. It, it, this was, yeah, man. You tried to make me commit suicide yesterday. That's, uh, that's, sitting that's down, point, listening to these two albums, and it had to. I had to find a flaw in each album, and I had to measure. Okay, which flaw can I deal with the most, and which flaw I could say, all right, you know. And I felt like I could deal with AT Aliens a little better than Uptown Saturday, Saturday Night. I, that's just me. I can't. All right, Jerome. Okay. Jerome, who you, who you got in this? Sarah, oh, Captain Lowe all the way. <laughs> the album is an instant classic. Should be everybody top ten albums, bro. Like everything. Slow down. Slow down. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, I wouldn't say top ten. Should be everybody top ten, bro. From Sparkling to Black Connection, everything was cool about the album. It had his nice little smooth joints. Had his hardcore joints. Yes, man, indeed. It, it was just a great overall album. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, like, like. Go ahead. I, I don't. I don't want to cut nobody off. Go ahead, uh, Jamil. Nah, uh, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's, it's necessarily top ten all time. But for this battle, um, funny thing is, I thought initially we were doing Uptown Saturday Night versus Equimini. I was like, this is a slaughter. <laughs> no, no, Equimini is going to go up against Black Star. Got it. So Ooh. once I once I got it straight though. Once I got it straight, it's uh, it's definitely Uptown Saturday Night. Like I love AT Aliens, but this one was just a notch above it. Even though, I mean, part of what I was joking about with the you know Camp Lowe's crazy slang was, <laughs> I mean, it was kind of an appeal to it, and it was a, a bit of a time capsule too, just for that time period. That was such a different sound from everything else that was coming out at that time that it really stood out. So I would I would go with Camp Lowe on this one. Here's the thing. I, I just want to say one more thing to that, to, to bounce off your point. AT Alien, okay, we're talking about Southern Player Catalyst music, whatever, and they were thugged out. Andre 3000, 
and Big Boy thugged out. Then they come out with AT Aliens, and here's here, here's Andre 3000 making this transformation, right. giving us this brand new sound that no one's never heard before. Honestly, this is a great comparison because both albums gave you something that no one ever heard before. Now it's about acquired taste. Which one do you prefer more? Agreed. Uh, do you prefer do you prefer the chicken Alfredo or the shrimp Alfredo? Like I don't, I, you know, facts. <coughs> and you, you're not gonna lose with either one. You're not gonna lose with either one. Well, this well, is costs more than the other, though. This <laughs> right. <laughs> Good point, Jerome. Good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, but but this is why I prefer the Camp Low over the the Outcast. For Camp Low, this was their first album out the gate, and they came out swinging. <clears throat> right. Right. But Outcast, they were on like kind of like more of an experimental tip with AT Aliens. They were growing as artists, definitely, but they were more on an experimental tip, and you knew what they were capable of. But with with Camp Low, man, it's just like, yo, where did these dudes come from? Like, like, like this slang that they're talking, like it's the slang was from the fifties and sixties. It's like who was doing that in hip hop? Then all the, the production, dude, none of the beats on there sounded the same or sounded like anything else that was coming out at that time. Like right. with the with the sixties and seventies samples and <clears throat> just just the, the left field sounds they were coming with and it all meshed together well and it was consistent track after track after track, man. And it was just like these these niggas was almost like from another planet, man. And it's like they're a highly slept on group. Um and that was a highly slept on album, you know, like you know, Outkast, they they really got their footing on their third album. So that's the reason, and that's another reason why I just think the Camp Low was just a stronger, the, the Uptown Saturday Night was a stronger album. Um, on the same list I was I referred to earlier in this episode with my top 100 hip-hop albums of all time, the Camp Low actually ranks, I think it ranks, I think I ranked it at like number 30. But, um, but it definitely, it definitely made the list, man. But... <clears throat> Dope, dope album, man. Um, I, I I like the uh, one one sample that I thought was amazing in that album was the Cooley High sample where he used the Janet Jackson uh, sample, but made it still sound seventies. That was dope, bro. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I've... Fuck you, You said, oh, is Dave still there? Yeah, I think he tapped out. They say he connected. I heard him talking. Oh, yeah, 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 now. Yeah, Dave. Which album did you did you prefer? <clears throat> I had to go. Uh, I had to go with the Camp Low man, and I, I was rooting for uh, the Outkast, but uh, Outkast had one too many missteps on that album, and and it's like 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 Rob was saying, it was kind of an experimental album. And I feel like they cleaned all that stuff up on the Quimini. Like some of the some of the Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, that, that Camp Low, man, they, they couldn't even they could that sound uh whatever magic they had when they made that album. Right. They yeah, put absolutely. out heat since then, but nothing nothing like that. Yeah, no, no. nothing, nothing is that low. <laughs> what about you, Greg? What, what which one did you prefer? Uh, you're gonna have to skip me. I I I didn't do the homework. <laughs> he was listening to that Travis Scott still. Mad at Nicki Minaj just trying to get it off the list. That was such a disappointment. Disappointing. 
And the timing of that could not be better because we was just talking about her last episode about how she lost her spot and that she yeah. kept pushing the album back. Then it dropped. Yeah, it we was, didn't think she would be as strong. And it yeah. was terrible. Told you. <clears throat> so, um, uh, this is what we're going to do. I, 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 we don't have a whole, whole lot of time, but like, I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to do a, an appreciative discussion on the movie The Last Dragon. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> That that's a movie. That was a movie that needs no introduction, man. It's it's a, it's a movie that they've been talking about remaking for years, and I think they just need to let the classics remain classics. Don't touch it. It captured the spirit of an age and of an era that's that's long. Like, you just can't recreate that. But one thing that you know, niggas used to fight and th- <laughs> embrace Leroy. I got something real for your A and E's hands. <laughs> Is the last dragon a comedy, man? Cause, cause, I, I couldn't, I couldn't pick it, man. I couldn't I, I, I don't know what it is. I, I couldn't, I can't put a genre like it's not, a, it's not specifically a comedy or, or serious. It's funny to me. Know. I don't know if it's supposed to be a comedy or not. <laughs> it's, hilarious. It's, it's hilarious, but I don't, I don't think it. Was. Back wait, then, wait, it wait. wasn't. R- real quick though, like, like, because as I watch that movie as an adult, there's certain things I'm catching. That I didn't really get hung up on before. Like, did, did any of y'all like like notice the transvestite in the movie theater? <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, dude. And the, and the two dudes at top that the first ones that was about to fight, dude. My man's head on shirt, man. <laughs> Yellow. He was looking like Nikki Free. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, who goes to the movie? <laughs> I mean, that was the thing at the time, though. Everybody was on that androgynous nonsense back then. Yeah, it's yeah. a, a lot of little background they did in that movie, man. And, and, and here's the other thing, man. Like, like, like <laughs> Eddie Arcadian was like the most gangster dude ever. Like, oh. all of this was because Vanity didn't want to play his girlfriend's video. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I'm like, this dude ain't never heard of payola. Like, like, what's what's going? It's like he had briefcases full of money to give to Shona. <laughs> But like, it's like, dude, you don't need to be in the music industry. Like, like, why do you want? This, why do you want this so bad? Culture vulture, man. He want to be cool. Want that cool factor. Right, right. Eddie Arcadian wanted to be with the cool kids, man. But like, and then like showing up and them like, I didn't notice this before, but like the scene where they trashed the pizzeria. Afterwards, they all jump into a van. <laughs> <laughs> I did not remember that. Dude, go back and watch it. After they trash the pizzeria, they like they run out and they all get into like the same van. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like an Astro van, dude. Like, <laughs> Very gordy. Like I would expect y'all to be on motorcycles or something, but Got a shuttle bus. They got they had the Baxter van, dude. Like <laughs> 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 it's like 
like, who who's driving? Is it showing up? Is it beast? Like, <laughs> nah, the master, the master ain't driving nowhere. Mm-hmm. Got his converse up on the dash. Yeah, man, but they they need to leave that movie alone, man. Don't don't try to remake, it, man. It's it's. You know, I actually back. I actually backtracked in. I actually looked up. I was curious to see if Cisco and Eber reviewed this movie back in the day, and they actually did. Because you know, nowadays, if they know, if the critics know the movie's going to be trash, they don't even release it to critics. But this actually got released to critics, and Cisco really? Cisco was on record for really enjoying the movie. Ebert liked it a little good enough to give it two and a half stars, but he didn't love it. So I was kind of surprised at that. That is surprising. I thought they would have shredded it. No, they didn't shred it. Huh. Back in 85, they didn't shred it. Must have been some hot hot garbage coming out that year then. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. No. For the time, that was a good movie, man. Nah, bro. It's not a good movie, but it's entertaining. There you go. Right, right. Because it ain't a good movie, no, bro. This dude's name is Bruce Leroy. Walking around the streets in a karate game. <laughs> Eating popcorn with chopsticks. <laughs> oh, my God. No, wait. But, I, uh, you said, wait, wait. What about, what about my, 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 my man's, the three Chinese dudes that was acting black? <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was a little bit racist. <laughs> that was racist. Uh-huh. That was racist. <laughs> that was extremely racist. That's like that kid, the the, the, the little gift. That's racist, you know. That's right, that's right. Big, big racist on that one. <laughs> he uh, said big racist on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I will watch it if it come on. Hey, please. I'm good for a laugh. <laughs> the, hey, I know we're not gonna go through this whole review of this movie without talking about the special effects at the end with his body oh, blowing. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, that that I don't know what was better back then. It was two movies in my rotation when I was young. It was Last Dragon and Big Trouble in Little China, and those were two big movies that I thought had the coldest special effects I ever seen at the time. Now I look back at it now, and it's, it's so corny. It's so garbage, you know. For both movies, it was garbage, you know. Hey man, budget. What were the Hey, shoot back. What, what, were the, what, what were the two movies you said? I said, I said, Last Dragon and Big Trouble in Little China. That was with uh, Kurt Russell and yeah, 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 yeah. The Three Ninjas. Uh, I, I clearly, I clearly remember that. And, and Raiden. Yep. Ra- yeah, Kombat. it was right, Raiden right. before Mortal Kombat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty disappointing. <clears throat> yeah, but the, for the time, yeah, I could see it was dope. I mean, everybody was doing a problem child. Uh, Right. I mean, uh, like the, the Golden Child, Eddie Murphy movie. Golden yeah, Child, Golden Child, yeah, yeah, yeah Golden yeah, Child, yeah, yeah. 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 Ugh. Ugh. It came so far, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> From Last Dragon to Black Panther, <laughs> we have overcome. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't sure we was gonna make it, man. Yep. <laughs> All right, man. So. Uh, now this brings us to the next segment um, oh boy. of the oh of the show, man. Uh, the segment we always do, man, entitled "What You're Pumping," where y'all could put the audience on to something new, something old, and just something they ain't never heard before. Oh, uh, whatever y'all been bumping for the past week. We got that bump to bump to bump bump out. We got that bump to bump to bump bump out. We got that bump to bump to bump bump out. We got that bump to bump to bump bump out. We got that bump to bump to bump bump out. We got that bump to bump to bump bump out. We got that bump to bump to b
Rodney, man, you are special guest, man. We'll, we'll, we'll start with you uh, for the past week, man, what you've been bumping. All right, y'all might need to pull y'all notepads out on this one, but uh, this nigga, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> Rodney, 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 like that, Rodney like that, like that, uh, vegans and just gonna blow it up. <laughs> I mean, immediately just drop that bomb right there. Go hey, ahead, hey, Go ahead. hey, uh, Rodney, Rodney, Rodney bumping stuff and a Vasco riding the Whole Foods to get a kill. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, hey, hey, hey! You know I gotta keep, like, you know I gotta keep it one hundred, man. You know, no, no sugar coat. Yo, Krong, Krong Ben. I know it sounds like a weird name, Krong Ben, K H R U A G B I N. The name of the album is Con Toto El Mundo. Yes, I know it's a lot, bruh. I'm gonna send y'all a direct link after this podcast is over, bruh. This album. All instrumental, live instrumentation, one of the best albums of the year. Period. Okay. I do. I just I actually the put, best album of the year? Dude, I put crazy. I put Linnell, <laughs> I put Linnell up on it. I actually just I told Linnell about it two weeks ago. He, I cut his hair today, man. He was like, bruh, this has been heavy rotation the last two weeks for me and Taisha. I was like, What? He's like, Yeah, man. Like, it's is a dude. Great album, man. I, I stumbled across it by accident, man. I was just cleaning the house one day, man, and, and you know how your playlist runs out. And right, we start did. automatically playing songs. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, do that, do that, please. Yeah, but that's it. That's all I got. Okay. Okay. Oh, cool. cool. Hey, you been bumping? Who? Who? Is, is Greg? Is Greg still there? Oh, yeah. I didn't hear you say. I didn't hear you say my name. Okay. What? Oh, uh, what I've been bumping? Uh. <clears throat> Well, I, I took a <laughs> took a trip back down memory lane. Um, <clears throat> I've been bumping the uh, Missy Elliott, uh, the Real World album. Getting ready for uh, getting ready for the show. Uh, pun further review, of course. We talked about this last week, but yeah, that that'll be our next next album we review. Uh, we're diving to uh, woo, the, the 1999 uh, classic. Mm. But then I also listened to uh, listen to that Nicki Minaj, uh, pretty. Pretty disappointing. Um, okay, man. Man, can you that, stop bringing that album up? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what I've been doing for the past week? That's what I've been doing. The one other thing I've been listening to is some, um, well, actually on Spotify, uh, Selection, Selection. What is it's spelled like soul yeah, lecture? Yeah, I'm up on them. They, uh, I'm up on them, Greg. They they, they hot. Yeah, good good one. Yeah. I'm talking Rodney. So anyway, we uh <laughs> <laughs> we got a, they got a playlist. <laughs> they got a playlist on there that's got like a lot of just like really interesting songs that uh Joe K um comes across and he puts in there and it's just. That's the, I mean that's what I'm listening to off and on. So that's that's all I got right now. Not the real, not the real special, fellas. Sorry. Hey man, we just want to know what you've been bumping, man. We we Word. Up. Uh, Jerome, man, DJ Complex, man, what you been bumping for the past week? Hi, right, man. My bad. I had to put it on mute because I'm doing some housework. But um. Hey, hey, so- Jerome, Jerome, we appreciate you muting out the the, the background noises, man, because niggas be yes. on here, niggas be on here washing dishes. And- <laughs> <laughs> Hey, robbing a bank. 
everything in the world. Yeah, I put it on mute. I had to put it on mute. Um, I appreciate that, brother. I, you know, my boy, uh, my boy Petey, I told y'all about this about, what, last season ago? He finally got his little album out. It's called The Weirdo. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, man. Listen. It's it, dope. Now, now I, I'm not going to lie. I, it's, it's eight tracks on it. I like seven out of eight. The last track is kind of iffy, but uh, overall, it's like a great album, man. Like a totally great album. So it's called uh, The Weirdo Project. Hit on Spotify, Apple, anything right now. But yeah, man, he 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 killing the game right now, man. So um, I'll send y'all the link to it after after this uh, show is over. With. Yes, indeed. Cool, cool. Okay, man, Jamil, man, what you been bumping? Uh, I haven't really been bumping nothing new. I uh, I I felt a lot of disrespect coming her way, so I was banging that Miss Education of Lauren Hill. Just get a couple of spins on Spotify. People out here hating in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, get pouring all that smoke, man. <laughs> um, then I found myself falling down a, a rabbit hole of the roots. Um, I went back and listened to um, uh, what is it, Rising Rising Down, which That's was a great, great, album. great, great, great album. And then uh, I, I happened to be on a long road trip, so I just went and listened to a bunch of bunch of root stuff, man. You know, just going back to things that I had enjoyed. And um, just on top with that, Phrenology is an un- unfairly hated on album. Like, it's not one of their greats, but it's not as bad as as we like to say it is. What what track is on that album? Uh, Phrenology, that, <laughs> that one had that um, uh, The Seed was on there, uh, Sacrifice. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nelly Furtado uh, had that. Um... Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was good. Quills, Quills was on that album. Quills, Quills was Quills was probably the best one on there. Either Quills or Rocky was probably the best. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say Tom Lee was on one. That was the Rocky track, right? Or was it something else? Move nah, that was a different one. Uh, Ro- Rolling with Heat was that song. And then uh, I was bumping that uh, Prince Dirty Mind. Ah, <laughs> well, dope. And Jamil, Jamil trying to get his groove on, man. Trying to get another baby going, huh? Ain't nothing happening with that. <laughs> I just, I just, I was in the mood for some funky guitar, and that fit the bill. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, man. This week, it's uh, it's funny you bring up the roots, man. I was actually this week. I was actually bumping Organics, uh, the okay album. Um, highly slept on album, man. It's they, it was their first album. Um, but a lot of good material on it. They they kind of they kind of build it as like a demo, but it is an actual album. Right, a lot of good material on on, on organics, man. You, you get a good sense of what they were bringing to the table with that album, and <clears throat> just the raw talent that they had. Um, Did you get you a, uh, a chew stick while you was listening to it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I did have a bucket hat on. <laughs> Worn properly. <laughs> Worn properly, man. man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I've also been bumping the Beat Nuts uh, Take It or Squeeze It album. I've banger. always you still listen to the Beat Nuts, huh? Hey man, that's I've a banger. Been, that's a good album. Hey man, the Beat Nuts is mad, mad slept on, man. They mad underrated. Um, and also, man, dude, I've been bumping that Jericho Jackson hard, man. Like 
Yeah, like, that's man. a superb album, man. Like, I, I revisited it yesterday, and I was just like, I'm like, man, this is this is a classic right here. Like That one's still at the top of my list for this year. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Same here. Same here. That That's at the top of my list, and right up under it is The Black Thought. Yeah. Um, and I've actually been bumping Amy Winehouse back to Black album. Um, yeah. You okay? Yeah. That's a, that's a, <laughs> what? Are you okay? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm all good. <laughs> okay, I'm making sure. <laughs> that black and back album, man. It's it's that's pretty. It's pretty sad though. <laughs> I'm just making it's sure amazing. my boy is okay. Much, I mean, she predicted her future in that album. Yeah, man. She predicted Amy her whole future. Was, was definitely used to get better. Right, right. Definitely a tortured soul, and that is a great album. Yeah, yeah. Oh, better, one more. Thing. You better be sober listening to it, or bad things will happen. One more album. I almost forgot to get you guys up on. It's another instrumental. I know I bore y'all to definitely instrumentals in this segment, but Oblive, Oblive, Retrospective, just came out a couple of weeks ago. This Fire Instrumentals, I'll shoot that in the list, too. Ian, you will definitely appreciate this one. Please do, please. I I mess with Oblive, so. Yeah, yeah. uh, It's dope. And uh, Baker's Dozen, um, Eloquent. That's a good one. Baker's, if y'all haven't checked out the Baker's Dozen instrumental series, Bruh, y'all need to jump on it, man. Great, great, a lot of talent out there, man. Absolutely. So, so we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up, man. But first, uh, to give give the audience a, a little preview of some some future uh, topics coming up, man. We're gonna do our our bracket uh, soon on the greatest rap groups of all time. We're gonna vote. Oh, I'm glad I didn't miss that, dude. I thought I missed that trash. No, 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 no. We still haven't done it yet. So, um, we Jamil's still getting the seating together. It's it's going to be a good dis- discussion, I, I believe, um, and we're going to you know put them against each other, vote on them, and see who comes out on top. Man, I got my fingers crossed for Wu Tang Clan. So, um, uh, okay, let me be quiet. <laughs> so um, they in a tough bracket. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Um, another another topic I want to address, <clears throat> hopefully on the next podcast or next episode. I want y'all to weigh in on what artists would you all like to see do a full-length project, collaboration project together? It could be... Put, it could push be, a 10, Cool G rap. Sit down and do it. Stop messing around. So, so we we definitely want to get into that. It could be it could be two MCs, or it could be an MC and a producer. It could be two MCs and a producer. However, y'all want to throw it together. Um, but yeah, we're here for that. We, Juicy J and Ninth Wonder. <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I, I couldn't resist. <laughs> Rodney on that lean. I see. Hey, dude, you never know, man. That might be butter. <laughs> hey, dude, never underestimate. I wish, I wish you could see my face when you said that, bro. <laughs> I know you very well, Jamil. I, I I can Juicy picture it right now. I wonder, man. Hey, man. Like, like, I, you never know, man. You never know. I'm pretty confident in saying that I don't want to listen to that. <laughs> I, I can see the sample and, and Juicy J's rhymes right now. I just, <laughs> I just see it. <laughs> I'm over here crying, laughing, y'all, man. This is those group. We trippy, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What um. But yeah, man, we're a great show, man. I appreciate everybody chiming in. Rodney, it's always a pleasure to 
to be able to sneak you in there. Hey, um, man. Hey, no elders means tonight. You know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. I love, I love nights like that, man. I love nights like that. Yes, so, sir. As you all know, um, you know, in the, 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 the music world, we lost a legend uh, this week uh, with Aretha Franklin passing. So to conclude the podcast, man, I'm actually going to conclude with the instrumental metal medley of nothing but beats made from original uh, Aretha uh, Franklin samples. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's going to be real dope. So it's, I'm going to throw about 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 four beats on here for y'all, for the listeners, uh, just to kind of conclude the episode and take y'all out and, um, you know, do a little tribute to her. So. Oh, man, once again, we thank y'all for, 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 for patching in, taking some time away from the families and your wives. And we definitely going to get it in on the next one. Yes, sir. All right, man. I bid y'all a good night and uh, peace, peace, peace.
hear people say Aretha Franklin legend or Aretha Franklin icon. What do you think about that? Um, professionally, um, yeah, you could say that if you'd like, but um, I'm the lady next door, okay? When I leave the stage, I'm the lady I'm next door. door.